In our final discussion, Putin's aggression towards Ukraine, as we've just discussed, has sparked widespread horror and disgust. However, there has been a small but significant minority, seemingly, of commentary from the right that expressed, let's say, strong scepticism towards mainstream Western commentary on the invasion. This has come in varying forms. Some have placed responsibility of the invasion on NATO and the West, or expressed sympathy towards Russia's values and overall outlook of family Christianity and country. And some have defended Russia's supposed aims of so-called denazifying Ukraine. It's been a bit of a mix. But all in all, it has raised questions as to why those on the right wing of the political spectrum, generally associated with defending the gains of Western civilization, why some would take this line of argument. Is this mere diversity of opinion or an indication of an unhealthy cynicism and distrust? Let's get more on this from Eric Kaufman, professor at Birkbeck University of London. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Uh, Professor Kaufman, firstly, what, what do you make of this, this uh, rise in, in this particular perspective on some sections of, of the conservative thinking? Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a rise, but I do think at the extremes of right and left, uh, you have this uh, almost Putin apologism. And especially uh, if we look at the United States, we look at the comments of people like Tucker Carlson, who has the most popular show on Fox News, for example, um, if we look at J.D. Vance, a popular Ohio uh, uh, Republican, I mean, they were more critical of the Ukraine than they have been of Putin. In fact, they're kind of were making excuses for Putin while being very tough on Ukraine and arguing that it had problems. How do we explain then this uh, warmth towards Putin on sections of the right? Well, I think the way I would tend to analyze this is, is a number of ways. I mean, the first is that they have been very, uh, you know, right, rightly, in my view, very opposed to some of the cultural trends, such as wokeism. They've been very opposed to uh, the way the U.S. has handled its southern border. But then instead of simply sticking with the problem of ideas, the idea of the, you know, the culture war, the battle of ideas, they've transposed this into a political economy grand theory that there are these globalist elites upholding the rules-based international liberal order and that that order has to somehow be attacked. And so instead of going after the cultural problems, which, which they've done very effectively and which I agree with them in a lot of these, they are now going after uh, political liberalism and the rules-based order. And, and so that then means that someone who is challenging that rules-based liberal order like Putin becomes kind of a good guy and defending that rules-based order, uh, anyone who's defending it becomes kind of a bad guy. And so you have this strange uh, warmth towards Putin because he's sort of poking, he's the enemy of our enemy, he becomes our friend. And that logic, I think, unfortunately, has gripped the minds of a number uh, of, of populist conservative commentators who saying have said many sensible things on domestic cultural issues and I think have lost credibility by sort of squandering that political capital on these questions where they're really on the wrong side. I think some of them have backpedaled a little bit, such as Carlson, but I, I just genuinely think this is part of a sort of a mistaken read of where their problems are coming from. They're blaming this sort of global uh, world order, of a liberal wor world order, and I think it's very, very lazy theorizing. And it's not based on evidence and data. The way, for example, their cultural analysis, for example, uh, of moral panics over, say, the Covington boys, over the excesses of George Floyd protests, all of that was based on hard evidence and data, such as spikes in crime rates. However, this stuff about Davos and the Great Reset and the liberal world order is, in my view, 
verging on sort of a neo-Marxist conspiracy theory. And I'm afraid this has sort of lost some credibility that they really need to fight uh, some of the cultural issues. Do, do you think some of this is because they genuinely feel powerless? I mean, I, I tend to think that when I see conspiracy theories on the rise, I think it's often, you know, sense-making is breaking down, people feel a loss of control and are creating these kind of grand narratives to make sense um, of the world. And many people on the right, and um, the culture right in particular, have felt uh, left out and shut out of the way kind of society has been changed. The conversation has felt a bit disillusioned and alienated and perhaps they, they see Putin as this this strong man this you know male figure that's going to to save the day I mean is it perhaps a, a sign that the, of, of a sense of disorientation and powerlessness on the right that it's lost confidence in itself I, I think it's, it's not so much losing confidence in itself, but you are correct that some of them look to Putin as sort of upholding a sort of macho white Christian society. I think that analysis is highly flawed in many ways, because if you actually look at Russia, it's not a particularly religious place uh, amongst the population. It is actually more concerned with restoring territorial imperial expansion than it is concerned with protecting a particular ethnicity or culture. So I actually think that's a mistaken analysis. But I also think that some analysts on the right have sort of made a category error in going after liberalism, uh, political liberalism, instead of a more specific ideology, which I call left modernism, which is behind things such as trashing national history, uh, promoting, uh, you know, wokeness and the trans agenda and critical race theory and these sorts of things. That is not necessary to liberalism. And it is not. Uh, but, but by targeting liberalism as a whole, you then start to get friendly to illiberals, such as autocrats like Putin. So I think some of this does stem from just faulty analysis. I think a lot of Analysts, some analysts on, on the right seem to believe that class is, is the driving force behind this and that there's some kind of upper class conspiracy to get wealth and power for themselves by introducing wokeness. I, I think there's no evidence for that. If you look at data, this is very much a battle of ideas. It cuts across class to a very large extent. I, so I don't think the class analysis is a useful one, but I think there are a number of analysts who seem to have fallen for this. And I think that's behind some of the mistakes they're making. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Eric Kaufman, professor at Birkbeck University of London. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Well, 